seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. My name is Bill Parmentier. I'm the owner of W. Parmentier Photography. Today I'm joined by... I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design. <laughs> and I'm Alicia with Custom Marketing Solutions. And together we make up... The, the Marketing, Marketing Essentials, Essentials Team. Wow, that was loud. I don't, maybe I had my microphone up too high, but... Oh, sorry, my headphones. It is, it is a little loud. Yeah, I'm going to kick it down just a little bit. Let's see if that helps a little bit. There we go. So, today, what are we talking about? Well, today, we're going to talk about why cheap online design services may be costing you more than you know. So, how much should they cost? Oh, no, we already did that, right? <laughs> I was going to say, did we already have a podcast on how much they should cost? Uh, well, yeah, we did have a podcast on how much you should pay for a logo. True. Which got into this a little bit. But I want to expand on it a little bit sure, sure. Um, and talk about it in regards to marketing strat overall marketing strategy, mm-hmm. um, not so much uh, just specifically branding. What is a cheap online service, Justin? Yeah, what I guess is we should that start mean? Off by, by okay. the, yeah, basically, what is that before we even get started? So I know. think I know. Okay. But I want to hear it from Justin. Yeah, me too. too. (laughs) Um, Well, when I'm referring to cheap online design services, I'm talking about um, probably the most famous one is Fiverr. (sighs) And (laughs) a collective size. Where you can go and you can literally pay $5 for a logo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just the way Alicia keeps doing that. (laughs) Can you tell she doesn't like Fiverr? I could be wrong. Well, yeah. I mean, there's... It is what it is. Uh, yeah. But Fiverr is probably the most well-known. But there are other online services that will offer you either design your logo or you know design a brochure for you. I mean, you could even uh, categorize um, online print vendors will oftentimes offer design services or templates that you can pick from. So if you're a startup and you're like, oh, I need a business card, I need a brochure, and I need, mm. you know, you can go to an online print vendor like Vistaprint. I was going to say Vistaprint, even, well, nowadays, I think, build they're a one website. Of the, they're one of the bigger ones, yeah. yeah. And you can kind of go get a whole package there. And so they'll, you know, you pick a template, they print it, you know, inexpensively. <clears throat> and honestly, you get what you pay for. <laughs> I was just going to say, exactly. So, that. you oh, know. yeah. Reach. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. It's and just you, true. You can do these things. And, you know, if you're a startup and you have no budget to begin with, uh, sometimes these are the options that you find yourself with. You find yourself getting a $5 logo on Fiverr. Sure. Uh, sure. You find yourself going to Vistaprint and getting, you know, sort of a starter package business card brochure, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe something else. You know, they'll even put together a cheap website for you. So do for, some, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, you know, for very little money. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing that if you have next to no money to spend on getting yourself started. But what I find, my experience has been is that a lot of the clients that I work with have done that. Mm-hmm. And they did it in their first year of business or their first two years of business. And now to the point where they realize that their branding doesn't really fit them, mm-hmm. 
their, uh, you know, what they have for their branding and marketing isn't consistent because they got one piece of it from one vendor and another piece from another vendor. And they're just kind of all over the place as far as a consistent look and feel for their brand. So I end up talking to them after they realize, wow, I'm, I'm really kind of all over the place here and I really need an upgrade and I really need to get serious about my marketing sure, and sure. branding. So I'm not trying to say, oh my God, you should never go and get a logo from Fiverr. You should never go to Vistaprint. You know, if Sometimes you, that's necessity. Right. You choice, if you've yeah. got $200 for your budget, you know, and you need all of these things, you know, right away to get up and running, then that's what you got. Yeah. And yeah. so something's better than nothing at that point. Right. Yeah. Right. So can it hurt you in the long run though? That's the the better question. Somebody that so if you have a client that comes to you and says, "Hey, you know, I, a couple of years ago I started my business mm -hmm. and I went to Vistaprint." And I'm going to try to pick on Vistaprint, but that's just one of the, the, the companies that are out right. there. Um, and says, hey, look, you know, I really don't have much of a brand. I don't have much of a, uh, you know, consistency across the board. Is, the, is it a lot harder after the fact to fix that? Or I know it's kind of a catch-22 question. Uh, it's, I wouldn't say it's hard to, you know, it, Technically speaking, mm -hmm. um, you may feel like, oh, geez, you know, I spent money already, and now I got to spend more money to get something different. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as an example, um, I worked with a client recently um, who had gone to, uh, you know, a site like Fiverr, and had worked with, you know, remotely with one of the people that is, uh, you know, one of the contractors on Fiverr to get a, her logo yes. for her new business. And, you know, she did about three rounds um, with this person and ultimately was not happy at all mm -hmm. uh, with the product that she got. So when I was sitting with her, she showed me what she had so far. And she was talking to me about her business and, you know, what the core values of her business were and what she wanted to do in regards to how she wanted to market herself. And so I told her, I said, well, you know, I'll be happy to work with you. This is my process. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is the way I'm going to walk you through uh, from where you are now to where you'd like to be with your marketing and branding. Sure. And I think there was two reactions. One was sort of a sigh of relief of, oh, somebody's going to work with me, mm -hmm. you know, and sort of walk me through a process. And the other part was... Um, okay, this is going to take a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an overnight thing. It's no, right. it's not. And that's, you know, one of the attractive things about going to these online services is, you know, you pay your money and within a few days you get a product. So if you're looking for something fast and cheap, these are great solutions. But it's the old, uh, you know, s sort of meme or saying of good, fast, cheap, pick two. Yeah. Because you can't, you're not going to get all three. Now, let me ask this question, and maybe you know this answer, maybe you don't. Uh, obviously, you talked about Fiverr. Mm -hmm. um, what is the liability on that end? Because uh, maybe it's just me that's noticed this, but if you've ever seen the Facebook ads for Fiverr, mm -hmm. there's a specific logo that shows up every time you see the ad. And to me, it looks a lot like the Starbucks logo. Well, you know, you can you can Google uh, this topic and you can see stories about people that have hired somebody from, from, yeah. from Fiverr, yeah, yeah, and the logo they received was a ripoff of somebody else's logo. That's, That's not uncommon. Now, I'm not saying that 
I'm not saying that everybody that you know gets things from Fiverr, everybody that works for Fiverr, is doing that. But it does happen, and, and it happens fairly frequently. And that opens you up to some legal responsibility, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, depending on you know who you're copying, you can get a cease and desist letter. You can you can get a lot a of bill. things can happen. <laughs> you could get a bill for that use. Yes. Of that. Um, I mean, I, I happen to follow. Uh, I get a newsletter um, that's about logo development and branding, and. Um, you know, they're always talking about the. You know, this company has rebranded. Here's you know what their new brand looks like, and from time to time they'll have stories uh, about uh, large organizations like Starbucks, like McDonald's, like Walmart, that will send cease and desist letters to um, companies in other countries who have ripped off their logo, sure. mm -hmm. uh, and saying, "Look, stop, because you know you're using protected." <coughs> Uh, copyrighted material, trademarked material, um, and you're infringing on us, and if you don't stop, um, we're going to sue you. And rightfully so, because these big companies work hard to uh, manage their brand. Yes. They don't want any, and I don't blame anybody that, that goes in and does a cease and desist order, because that could negatively affect your brand. You know, right. if somebody's negatively using it. It could cost you a lot of money, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I mean If by you negative. don't care about the negativity, then care about your pocketbook, well, right? yeah, because <laughs> if somebody goes to somebody, and, and, and people, are, most people are visual, mm -hmm. you know, and they make that connection whether you realize it's it like, or not. I've seen that logo before. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, well, yeah, but the other thing is, if it's, I think there's a, I haven't read any studies on it, but mm -hmm. I think there's a psychological effect to that too. If you see a logo that's similar to another one and you had a bad experience with one, that may negatively right. affect when you see that logo, just, yeah. just even though that other company may not have done anything. Now, given how many logos there are out there, mm -hmm. um, it's almost impossible to not emulate something that you've seen sure. somewhere before. But one of the things that I do with my clients when I'm developing identity is I will go do a, a market research to see, all right, the name of the company, is there another company out there that's operating in the same space? Sure. What does their branding look like? And I will do some research to make sure that we're not stepping on anybody's toes consciously. And you know, making sure that what the client gets is unique and distinctive to their organization. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's something I don't think I would have ever thought to do. So I don't do logos. I don't do graphic design. So that's not something I would have thought to do um, if I were if it were up to me to create my own logo. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of things that people that <laughs> aren't in the creative that. sphere don't think about. But copyright is. So I, I don't want. We could do an, a whole podcast just on copyright protections. Right. Right. I, I'm not trying to get into that. I was just more asking the question about the liability standpoint from going with a cheap uh, or an expensive way of doing something. Can that hurt you in the long term? And, and yeah, I right. guess the answer is yes, it can hurt you. Now, be careful. Like I said before, I don't I don't want to knock anybody that is trying to stay within a very sure. uh, limited budget, and that's fine. I mean, I remember uh, my wife and I were dating. We had met in college. And she needed a car, right? So you're a college student. You have limited funds, yeah, you're right? Yeah, the clunker if you can find so, it. So, yeah. well, she went out and bought a, a you know, a $600 car. And, you know, it was what you would expect from a $600 car. But you're young. You think you're invincible. You think, ah, not, not a problem, right? You know, I can drive this thing around. There was probably all kinds of safety things wrong with this car. <laughs> 
but but we drove it for like two years. Seatbelt optional. Yeah, seatbelt. What's a seatbelt? And we drove it for two years. We got our use out of it. Right. But you do that when you're in college, right? You have limited funds, and you just you know you you get what you can afford. Now, later on, uh, we started to have a family, and the car we had bought happened to be a lemon, right? Mm -hmm. That was a good. I'm not going to. Name. I'm going to name the, the brand of the car because a lot of people have these and they really love them. But we happen to get a lemon. Does okay? it begin with a V? It might. <laughs> I know the story. And That's that narrows it down to two right yes, there. And I'll leave it at but that. But <laughs> we just happen to get a lemon, right? Yeah, that happens. And uh, my wife was out with our newborn. She had gone out grocery shopping. It was the middle of summer. Mm-hmm. And this thing broke down on the side of the road. Mm. And she was livid. Sure, okay? with kids. Because it's 90 degrees out, right? And she's got groceries that are going bad and a newborn in a car seat. And, you know, it's hot as blazes out. Mm -hmm. So we immediately went out and purchased a vehicle that we knew had a good reputation, had a, you know, everything that you could to make sure that this car was going to be reliable. Now, we paid a lot more for that car than we did that first clunker. Sure. But we had a larger budget to work with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I get it. You start out as an entrepreneur or startup you have a limited budget. You do what you have to to get yourself out there and get yourself a presence, and that's fine. And you know the the pros or the upside of using an inexpensive online design service is it is inexpensive, right? Quick turnaround, you get your product right away, and in in most cases, not all, but in most cases, you can get a fairly professional looking product. Okay, so that's the upside. Now the downside is that you know, it's got a shelf life. It's only going to serve you so long, take you so far. It really, it, almost 99% of the time, it has no long-term strategy built into it. Sure. You know, it's like going to a vending machine. You put your money in, you push the button, you get your product. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, if you're not happy with what you get the first time, the more multiple rounds that you do to get it right, you're going to pay for every one of those rounds. So what started out as a $5 logo could end up being a $200 logo, you know, because you're, you need to art direct it. Yeah, and that's still, it's still cookie cutter to a certain extent, and you're not getting that one-on-one uh, attention or, you know, the extra type of work that you put in on your side, yeah, I right. would say. so. That, that's the other end of it that you don't think about is... And this, again, this is not a dig. Like you said, people need to do this. They have to do this. But the people that are on the opposite end of that fiber spectrum that are doing the work, the reason they're they're selling it so cheap is because they're moving quick. Right. They're getting yeah. stuff out. Time right. is so, money. So they don't have money. the time to go through the whole exploratory thing that you would do, Justin. And possibly expertise, too. They might be new sure. designers that sure. can't. Maybe just starting yeah. out, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. you're paying. F- those are the things you're paying for, guys. When you hire a service, look at the expertise behind it and the time that's put in. And if you think that you're saving money by going cheap, then... Eh. Sometimes cheap is not... Right. And, and I, I'm very upfront with my clients. You know, it's like I'm... This is going to cost you some money. Sure. Right. But you're, what you're paying for is not just, it's not a commodity. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're investing in the branding and marketing of your company. And what you're, part of what you're getting is you're getting my 26 years of experience. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're working with somebody who's fresh out of school, you're going to get them very cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and they may produce something that you really like. 
Um, but they're also not, they don't necessarily have the years of experience to and they there may know. be, yeah. they may overlook things. They, there may be things they're just not aware of, you know, like we talked about before about the market research, like go take a look out there and see mm -hmm. who else is working in this space and making sure that you're not infringing on someone's yeah. trademark. Because yeah, the last thing you want to do is have a whole branding in place and then have to redo it all over again mm -hmm. because you infringed on somebody's trademark. Even on... Unintentionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the other question is also, if you've taken two years to build up something through, in our hypothetical situation, we're talking the first couple of years, somebody has put mm -hmm. something together inexpensively, and you've got that brand out there, that, that brand recognition, and then all of a sudden you get a cease and desist. Now, what do you do to try to convert all those people that recognize your old brand to a new brand? What if you have product? Yeah, what if you have product with all the packages? Yeah, packaging. Yeah. Well, now you, you've got two different scenarios here. If you've received a cease and desist letter from yeah. from an organization, you've got to move fast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, you've got to pull. You know, if you've got product out there, you got to pull that. All your marketing, you got to pull it down because you don't want to end up in court. Right. But let's take that. Let's take the second scenario. You did something quick and dirty to get started. Now you're two years down the road, and now you realize, wow, we really need something more sophisticated. We need something that has long-term solutions for us. Mm -hmm. uh, so you went from the beater car to the more safe and uh, luxurious vehicle. Yeah, but how do you yes. <laughs> how do you transfer that brand recognition? Because obviously, after two years, somebody's going to recognize your brand. Hopefully, right? And we call it brand equity. Mm -hmm. So you've built up a certain amount of equity in that brand, and that's how people recognize you, for mm -hmm. better or for worse. It's how people recognize you. So oftentimes I'll sit down with the client and I will talk to them about the equity that they've built up and say, okay, let's weigh the equity that you have against, is this representing you the way you want to be represented, right? Because we've all, you know, we're all really bad at being self-aware, you know? <laughs> so other people perceive us differently than we perceive ourselves. And in the case of marketing and branding, your marketing is not about you. It's about the people you're trying to reach, mm -hmm. okay? So it's how they perceive you. So if, you're, if your perception is wrong, if people perceive you the way, you know, in, in a way that you don't want to be perceived, okay, that's a branding problem. So mm -hmm. you need to change your branding. You know, you want to be the way that you, the message that you put out, needs to be consistent with how you want to be perceived. Okay. So I'll sit down with them and say, okay, look, you've got a lot of equity in this, in this brand, in this logo. Um, is it the way you want to be perceived? Or do you want to be, be perceived differently? And in some cases, I say, yeah, it really doesn't fit us anymore. It really doesn't uh, represent us very well. So in that case, we may just scrap the whole thing and start from scratch. Or if they say, well, it's how people perceive us, and part of this is accurate. Part of this is the way we want to represent ourselves, then we will do what we call like a brand refresh, in which case, and you've seen big companies do this too. I mean, I think we talked about this in one of our podcasts with Chobani, we looked at Chobani. Yeah. Yeah, Chobani yeah. and it was a brand refresh, right? Mm -hmm. And they changed their logo, they changed their imagery, they changed, and so it's not a huge step away, it's more of a, a smaller step away, and it does change your look and feel and the way you're perceived but also there's an element of it that people are still familiar with, and they're like, oh, gotcha. okay, this gotcha. is still the same company, this is still the same brand, but they've just upgraded, they've freshened it up, they've adjusted it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's pretty common. 
Um, but really it comes down to, does this brand that you've developed, does it really represent you? Sure. Sure. I mean, that's a big part of it. And most people, most business owners don't think about that when they're first starting out. They don't think about how am I going to be perceived? And that's where you get into trouble right off the bat. I mean, right. I remember a couple of years ago now when you and I sat down about doing my branding and you started talking to me about, well, how do you want to be perceived? How is it? You know, and I had to really stop and think. It's like, even though I've been doing photography for years and, and I had built up some stuff myself, I had no idea of what it meant to, to have a branding statement, to, 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 to see how I wanted to be perceived by the public. Right. It's almost forced you into an exercise that helped you expand Absol- your business. Absolutely. Something it, you would not have done on your own. Yeah, and it was huge because that allowed me to think, okay, what do I want to be known for? Right. And, and after going to that point, then it's, okay, well, what fits well branding-wise with what I want to be known for? Right. You know, personality works into it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all there's all kinds of factors you can probably speak a lot better to it than I can, Justin. Yeah. Well, I think it's one of the misconceptions about a brand is that when most people say, "Well, what's a brand?" They say, "Well, it's a logo. You know, it's it's your color palette. Well, that's part of it, but that's not your brand. Your brand is how people experience your product or service. Sure. So, the logo is really just a it's a trigger point. It's a touch point. Mm-hmm. You know, it's how people identify you. It's like saying um, your face is everything that there is to know about you. Well, that's not true. That's just how people recognize you. Mm-hmm. Who you are is what you say, what you do, how you relate to other people. That's your brand. Yep. Okay, It's how people experience you. So it should be consistent. I mean, the, the message that your identity, your logo is sending should be consistent with your brand. You know, the experience people have, when they see your logo, they should think, ah, yes, I had a good experience with this product. I had a good experience with this service, mm-hmm. right? And it should represent your values and your personality. So it all has to work together. But a lot of people don't consider that it's not just the logo. It's really the whole experience. Sure. And, that's, and when I work with a client, I, I make sure that, you know, we go through that part of it. Um, working with a client right now. Um, that I'm taking them through that process. And, you know, when I first presented it to them, it was like, well, this sounds kind of tedious. It can be, mm-hmm. but it's important. You know, it's important that you understand yourself as an organization. All good things come from, I think, a good amount of work. Like, if you think you're going to get something done overnight, I think of the analogy of, like, you know, those quick diets, or you think you're going to go to the gym once and have, like, a rock star body. <laughs> like, no, you you're... Darn, Bill. I don't know who, what personal trainer you have, but no. I don't. That's the problem. You know, things that are good take work and time and in professionalism, too. Hiring the right people or going to the right resources to get where you need to be. Sure. Sure. And, and like I said at the beginning, I'm not trying to disparage anybody if they've gone out and they've gone, you know, the cheap route to get started, because sometimes that's necessary. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for me, if you're at that one year, two year, even three year mark, and you're like, you know what, I'm ready to move up to something that is a better fit, mm-hmm. that represents me better, that just is, you know, has a long term view in mind, then I can sit down with that person and I can talk to them about, okay, let's talk about developing a brand. Because they've they've kind of gotten over the quick fast start, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that's, I think that's when they're mentally ready to sit down and talk about something that does require a lot more work. Yeah. Um, as you were talking, I thought of something, and then it escaped me, of course. I don't know when that happens. But I, I just, I, I don't know. My, for me, and I think most of the professionals that I work with, their businesses are their babies. Their businesses are their passion. Their businesses are their everything, right? We didn't just start a business for fun. Like, we're doing it because we're putting, I mean, it might be fun and it might be a passion, but we're also putting in so much effort to growing our businesses that do you really want to be cheap about this? And, you know, you think about the car situation. Um, when you first start out, yep, you do what you can do. But when you have a real baby, like, so your business is your baby, but maybe you have a real baby in real life, as Justin did, and they got a safer and more, you know, a car appropriate for the situation. They did not go cheap on that. And why would you want to go cheap on your brand? I don't know. Right. No, I think that's, that's a great analogy. It was, (laughs) although as you're saying that, I'm thinking, you know, this really doesn't, this doesn't translate into parenting really well, because I'm thinking, as you guys know, I have six kids, right? So, Every parent goes through this. You have the first kid, right, the first baby, and the baby drops the pacifier, and you immediately snatch it up, and you put it away, and you bring out the sterilized pacifier that you were keeping in a Ziploc bag, and you give that to them. By the time you get to the fourth, fifth kid, the pacifier falls out. You pick it up. You brush it off on your jeans. You pop it back in. They're just eating stuff off the floor at that point. You're like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, and you're like, you know, this is going to build your your immune system. So it's like... (laughs) It's almost the reverse of what we've been talking about, so it doesn't really translate into parenting. Okay, so if you have one child, (laughs) that really is your baby. That's like you want to make sure this baby has the very best. Yeah. um, But go ahead. No, that's fine. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead. Really? No, no, you really. No, really. No, I I think we've we've covered you know everything uh, that we wanted to cover on this topic. I mean. You know, to, sign us, to kind of sum it up, it's like it's fine to do a quick, fast start. Um, and if you have a small budget, it's Depends perfectly like understandable. Right? However, at some point, know that if, you're, if your business is going to grow, if your business is going to develop and expand, you're going to want to have a brand that expands with it, that grows with it, that is sophisticated enough to do that. Mm-hmm. And really, it comes down to strategy. I mean, it, it, we've been, it's one of the things we talk about a lot on podcasts is what is your strategy? Mm-hmm. And maybe you started out fast, you know, and you just did something quick and dirty. But at some point, you're going to have to sit down and go, okay, what's our long-term strategy? And here? the reality is building a, a good, solid brand doesn't just happen overnight. It takes time to build that. And like you said, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know, you know, you know, right. Kinda. Right. So if I just uh, to kind of give Justin a little bit of promotion here, if if I was a business and well I am a business, but if I was a business <laughs> starting out, you are a business, and I ha- I wanted to do the um, the logo, and I I knew I was bypassing the Fiverr stage and all that stuff. I really wanted to invest in my logo. How do people find you, Justin, or how do you recommend that they find like a valid and just like legitimate graphic designer that can help them through this experience? Mm-hmm. Great question. Well, do I go to Google? You. Yes, Google it. Well, do I look you, on Facebook. You, I don't know. You can. Um, well, if you want to reach me directly, uh, you can find me through my website, which is Justin Kerr Design. 
and I have a contact form there. Okay. Um, and you know, you can either contact me directly. There's a phone number there, or I have an, uh, a short intake form that will ask you some questions about you know what's your project about, what's your what's your strategy, what are you looking to do, um, and that gets the conversation started. And then I you know we'll get in contact. Uh, to have further so justinkerdesign.com justinkerdesign.com give right. us some street cred justin so you went to college for design yes i did um, or you just started this the other day <laughs> last week yeah. like, he, no. he downloaded photoshop and now he's a designer guys don't you know <laughs> just was, kidding uh, yeah you can find wow. me on yeah, i was going to say you can find me on fiverr but that's not that's not even funny um, <laughs> i well i was telling somebody today um, that when I was a kid, I wanted to be an architect. I just, that's, mm-hmm. I, I had, you know, wanted to be one really badly. And then I realized, oh, you actually have to, to know something about math. So <laughs> I kind of made a lateral move and said, you know, Pivot. graphic design looks pretty good. And I was one of those weird kids that, like, in junior high, I knew that I wanted to be a graphic designer. So, um you know, I, that's what I focused on in high school. That's what I went to school for. I you know, graduated from Rhode Island School of Design. And I've been working as a, as a designer uh, for 26 years. Wow. So, and in a that's lot like of That's like more than two decades. That's longer than you've been alive, right? Oh, come oh, on. No, I've got a few years on that. Please. <laughs> Um, 26 years, guys. That's like everybody on Fiverr combined. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, we're going to get a deceased and desist letter, letter from uh, Fiverr. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. But I've been fortunate to work in a lot of different uh, areas. So, you know, I, I worked in, I started out in print design. Before there was a web, mm-hmm. um, I got involved in the web about 2000. I, I worked in you know web design for a long time, but all along I've also done identity design and mm-hmm. and really what the way I sort of present myself now is um, you know I'm a design consultant. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a visual communicator, and that's what I help people do. I help people communicate their message and I do it through a visual medium. So it might be a website, it might be uh, a print piece, it might be a trade show graphic, it might be any number of formats, but that's, you know, I can custom fit what the customer needs by having these conversations with them and saying, you know, what's your message and let's talk about the best way to get that message out in a visual way. So that's you know why I classify myself as a design consultant. Nice, nice. So now it's time for now that we've done a shameless plug for you, Justin. We're going to do a shameless plug for us as a as the marketing essentials team. So as always, um, you can find us on the marketing essentials team on Facebook, themarketingessentialsteam.com, and we also have uh, the podcast available through the the website and through iTunes. Right, and we also have a Facebook group called Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is a great place if you're a uh, business owner that is enthusiastic about marketing yes. uh, or if you're a marketer yourself. Mm-hmm. Or if you have questions. Or if you have questions. You yep. It's a great forum and a great place to sort of share uh, your experiences and ask questions and hear from other people um, on their marketing experiences and what they've done in regards to marketing their business. So it's a great space. You can find it. Just go on Facebook and search for Little Roadie Marketing Group, 
and uh, we would love to have you join us. Yes. Uh, now, it, it, it is an exclusive group, so you do have to ask to be to join it, the group. But right, right. But you know, we're we're pretty easygoing, so you know. Yeah, as long as you're not spamming us, we're okay. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> We'll probably let you in. Uh, Alicia's got the key, gate key, so I don't know. We'll she's, she's the bouncer with the velvet ropes. You know, the, are you, are on, you the on the list? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, with that, I think we're done with this episode, and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks a lot. See ya.